welcome to this week's edition of Lagnapod. I'm your host, Dale Leash, with... This is Scott Johnson. <laughs> Kyle Hamrick, I'm the new guy. Brady Petrie, I'm the second new guy. Tommy Hicks, I'm the old guy. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Hicks has been on this earth longer than the rest of us, but, uh, but uh, we're all here. Uh, we're on our own. The bosses are not here today to help us out. So uh, I don't know what they were thinking. We're on our own with this podcast and we appreciate you listening. Uh, we're going to start Scott with the story that you wrote this week in the paper about kind of on the heels of your asset forfeiture story. You wrote about SOS towing and what they're going through. Uh, with the the DA's office and and I guess also with the police department in the city, can you tell us what's what's happening? What's the newest development with that? Yeah, piggybacking off of everything that happened last week with uh, them losing one of the four trucks that they had seized, um, they they went to go collect. And uh, why why did they have these seized? They had them seized in a uh, broader insurance fraud crackdown by the Mobile Police Department back in 2019. There was five companies kind of wrapped up in that and. Uh, they're one of the only remaining cases outstanding. Um, so anyway, they had a civil asset forfeiture hearing last week where they uh, reluctantly agreed to give up one of their trucks due to um, some technical technical new laws. Um, however, so uh, they had seven days, the state had seven days to return these trucks in the condition that they seized them. Well, that was yesterday. And when they showed up, there was... No knowledge of this order. With the, uh, we're talking about when they showed up to City Impound. Correct? City Impound, thank yeah. you. Yes, they showed up to City Impound. The impound officers had no idea what they were talking about, and their trucks uh, were not like they left them. Batteries did, tires flat, um, probably damaged, and uh, there's a good chance that these trucks are just ruined. Uh, you got diesel fuel sitting for 14 months in these trucks. Probably have gelled. That's what diesel does after time. And really, there's a good chance that you know when they when they go to start them or crank them and actually get them started that they uh, they clog up. And once you clog up in that way, you got to almost in, in, irreparable, from what I understand. So, um, what's the next step for SOS towing then? Well, the next step is today, which is we're recording on Wednesday. They're supposed to be uh, re- getting those trucks back around three thirty today. We're re- we're recording about one thirty. And uh, so they'll go out there, and they they believe that they're going to be able to get those trucks back. And uh, there is some question about what happened. There's a there was a court order to have these trucks prepared within seven days. I have a receipt from the DA's office showing that they have they sent that order to the impound office, and the impound officers are saying they never got it. And so that, that that's going to be interesting. I, I I'm curious to. To see if an uh, internal review shows that was this ignored, was it missed, was it overlooked, what happened. And I, I mean, I also, if this is at the end of all of this on the civil side, not the criminal side. Right. Uh, and, we, you know, so is, is it even bother going through any kind of process to try and get things set right or corrected. I don't right. know. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll move on from that. Well, I'm sure Scott will keep everybody updated online and in the paper coming up on, on the developments with that. Um, sounds very interesting to me. So y'all just, if you're, if you're listening to this from the website, just, just uh, also look for his uh, latest story on SOS. Uh, we're going to move on now to, uh, this is odd because I wrote this story and I'm the one hosting today. Just so this inter- is going to be strange. Yourself. So I'm going to interview myself about the civic Here center plans. Um, the, they had a meeting, um, 
city council had a committee meeting yesterday uh, discussing the Mobile Civic Center, and they had a study done by an architect group called Populous to decide what they were going to how if they were going to refurbish it and renovate it, how they were going to do that. And we got the plans back. And I think the biggest news story from the plans being released are, is the price tag. We're looking at $168 million to renovate the arena and the theater and a hundred and, 132 if they tear the theater down and just renovate the arena. So, uh, quite, quite a, quite a hefty price tag. And it's going to put some pressure on, uh, Mayor Stimson's administration because I don't think he's ever borrowed money. His administration has ever borrowed money to do anything. Is that um, like and all they've done is paid is down debt. What's that? Is that a mission? It's sort of, I think it is sort of like, something he hangs his hat on the fact that they're they're paying down debt and they're not really adding to it i i don't see how you do this project and, and you don't add to the debt in general the the new civic center and i say new the refurbished civic center would have about an eight thousand seat bowl um would be good for for concerts and, and things like that um, everybody's heard about the office building that's going to be there for the U.S. Uh, Army Corps of Engineers, and then there's some sort there'll be some sort of mix of retail, hotel, mixed use, something along those lines. So it's really a way to reactivate that entire area, which for most of the year just sits there outside of Mardi Gras season, the two weeks a year where it's used more than it's ever been used before. So so that's where we are on that. Uh, we got a lot of discussions left before anything is decided, but uh, but that's where we are. One of another, uh, you know, we talk about the Civic Center a lot here in Mobile. One thing that we'd probably talk about a little bit more is uh, the I ten River Bridge and Bay- Bayway project, and and uh, and Kyle Hamrick, who is our our newest little baby reporter here at Lanyap. Uh, he he just started Monday, and. Uh, his second day on the job, we sent him to uh, a bridge meeting where I think they met with contractors and designers and things like that that would be doing the project in kind of a pre-bid sort of situation. Can you can you walk us through what happened? Uh, yes, I actually went down on Tuesday to the Gulf Quest Maritime Museum. And they had about 250, more than 250 people from pretty much every aspect of construction and design. Uh, meeting with leaders from ALDOT to go over this project, what would it take, what, what are the specifications, and to kind of get, get into a bidding situation. So the mayor was there, Mayor Stimson, and I believe Jack Burrell, who is the Fairhope City Council President and the leader of, of the MPO there. They spoke, and both of them seemed very confident that the proposed timeline would would keep us on schedule to possibly begin construction in 2024-2025, so sometime around then. Okay, and I I know that they're looking at a five-year construction timeline, so we're looking at 2030. 2029 2028 somewhere in that where they'll they'll actually get start have we'll have a bridge and to kind of transition from that brady i know that you spoke with or you went to a, a meeting with uh representative jerry carl from congress and he he seemed to be a fan of the new bridge uh project idea 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at the uh, he was at the Alabama League Municipality Luncheon, and uh, he took the opportunity as a keynote speaker. He took the opportunity to really praise uh, both sides of Mobile Bay for coming together uh, and working together on that project. Anytime you're dealing with a project that that's large, getting two parties to come together on something like that is very, very difficult. So yeah, he just kind of uh, praised both sides of Mobile Bay uh, during the luncheon for coming together and getting that project uh, on board and fully, fully going. Okay. Well, and with that, I, I will, I will, uh, mo- uh, you know, encourage everyone to check out the website. Um, we have four full-time reporters now, so we're, we're going to be churning stuff out at a, on a regular basis. So please, please check it out. And I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, check out a story that I wrote about a Montgomery business that is acting as executive directors for a, a number of professional licensure boards. It's very interesting what we found out. So, so just, uh, you know, uh, stay tuned in and we'll be, we'll be back with, uh, with sports. We're going to talk a little high school football. Hero Sports Bar and Grill now open seven days a week at both locations. Ask about our new hot wings, the Singapore Sting and the Nature Boy. Come have a clipper at Heroes, Mobile's own since 1998. Hero Sports Bar and Grill now offers curbside seven days a week. Call 433-HERO for Dolphin Street or 341-WING for Hillcrest. Try our kick-ass spinach and crawfish dip. And thanks for supporting Heroes, a Mobile original since 1998. All right, we're back with section number two. And uh, Tommy, you're about to, uh, your life's about to be taken over by high school football. And you had a special section this week, so... Already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the section and uh, what you're looking forward to. Well, uh, prep football begins Thursday night uh, here with uh, uh, Gulf Shores playing at St. Michael. Uh, game, big game for both schools uh, just to start things off. And then on Friday, uh, we really hit things in earnest with a pretty good schedule of games. A lot of really good games in the, in the first week. Uh, but... High school football is here, and we're ready to get rocking again. Uh, we have our special section. Our gridiron guide is available in uh, this week's lanyard, so hopefully people will go and pick that up. What What is a gridiron guide, Tommy? Well, what did you do? I'm so happy you asked me that, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> our gridiron guide, Dale, is uh, a section in which we have a feature, a player feature on all 32 teams wow. in our coverage area. Seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it would seem that way, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also have uh, schedules for each of the team. As far as we know, the schedules to be right now, as we know, uh, Mobile County Public School System is still kind of wrestling with what they're going to do with schools that don't have on-campus uh, stadiums. Although, we're hearing today that Lab People's Stadium and Entertainment Complex. Sports and Entertainment Dale, Complex is the name. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Lab People's <laughs> Stadium will become involved with uh, with games again, although the, the MCPSS said last year they wouldn't go back, but apparently they uh, will. Well, I mean, they don't really have a choice now. They don't have a single stadium ready. So. Is that I mean, it would have been really hard to, to bounce schedules with all the schools that do have and then trying to work out Thursdays, Fridays, perhaps even Saturday games. You don't want to play Saturday games 
in the South because those are usually afternoon and those are hot this first week. Plus, and college football. Plus, you're going to get, thank you very much. I was headed that way. So, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, college football games, you don't want to go head to head with those. So, uh, what it appears is that it's likely that Viger, Williamson will play their games at LAD, their home games at LAD. LaFleur will play their home games at LAD until their stadium is complete, which may happen before the season is completed. I think if there's any chance of any of the schools where they're building stadiums right now being ready, LaFleur will be that stadium. Uh, it is my understanding, uh, hopefully we'll have all this sorted out for you by next week, but it's my understanding that Davidson will play all of its home games at Baker. Uh, BC Rain will play all of its home games at Alma Bryant. And uh, we had one more. Uh, Viger will play all of its home games at Blunt. Okay. So that should cover everybody. Everybody else has a, has a on-campus stadium that they can use, such as Baker MGM. Okay. I know that people are, with, with, with football right on the cusp of happening, I know people are just dying to know about the picks panel, the high school football picks panel, who we got on the panel this year and who won last year. I think I remember, but I'm going to let you tell me. I don't even remember. I know oh. I didn't, but I believe. I thought it was our, our friend Darren Patterson. Didn't he I win? Want to be, I know. Darren no. had a bad last week. Oh. And he kind of fell out. I think it was between Picks MP and Randy Kennedy. Okay. The winner, so. Those both make sense. Yep. Are they still? Are we got All the returning. Our panel is exactly okay. the same as me, Randy Kennedy, radio show host for ninety nine point five, uh, has his own show, the Randy Kennedy Show, and he's a columnist for Lania. Uh, Pigskin Pete, who does the the scoreboard show that everybody knows about on WNSP, he's on there, and Darren Patterson is a longtime sports journalist in this area. He helps us, and each week we have a guest picker. Our first guest speaker this year, former Major League Baseball pitcher John Lieber, is our guest speaker this week, and he was very excited to uh, to make some picks. He was a he was a good pitcher too, good he solid, good, good solid. I think we'll starter, see how he does right? in the pick situation, but he was very good pitcher. I'm more interested on when Dale is going to get on the panel. This when week. when Tommy cannot find a single other person on God's green earth to do it, how did you I'll be asked to do year? it again? I did not do well. Oh, no. I don't keep up with high school football as much as I used to here, obviously. So, you know, except for Baldwin County High School Tigers, go Tigers. Um, other than that, uh, it's fine. What else we got? What Other than the special, if, if if people, you know, read the special section and they want more sports, what else we got for them this week? We actually oh. have more sports for them, Dale. And they'll be able to read about Robbie Shelton, who okay. is from Wilmer, a native of Wilmer. Played at St. Paul's in high school at Alabama, of course, uh, for his college golf. He won uh, the tournament on the Corn Ferry Tour last week, and that jumped him to number two. The Corn Ferry Tour. Excuse has me, a- Corn Ferry Tour. Yes. What was that like? A it's a name of a company that actually okay. sponsors the tour. Which tour it's is like it? Which tour was Nike it? Tour. Okay. The Nike Tour. Okay. Yeah, I, got, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so that's the name of it now. It's been that way for a while. Uh, yeah, I know. The first time I heard it, I was like, "What?" But that didn't, that didn't make sense. The money's there, so that's what that's what it's about. Uh, he moved to number two on the twenty-five list, the okay. top twenty. So point system, much like the FedEx Cup, Cup right? In for the PGA Tour, 
and the top 25 are in a PGA card. So he's locked in. He'll play, he'll play on the PGA Tour next year, which is great for him. Uh, the Corn Ferry has their version of the FedEx Cup uh, playoffs starting this week. And they will have three weeks, and at the end, the Coral Ferry Championship. If he wins that, he ends up number one on the list. He will get full exemption from the PGA Tour for a year. So he could just set his schedule however he wants to, and he will also, that winner will also get uh, exemption into the U.S. Open and into the PGA uh, Championship. So, What about a lifetime supply of corn? Do they get that if they no, win the Corn Ferry Tour? No, Okay. So that, that okay. Help. Yeah, that's good. That's going to, you know, they don't they don't usually let you use carts, but a ferry, I guess, is okay. Right yeah, yeah. Water, yeah, yeah. So what else? What else? We, what else we got in sports? Uh, college is starting too. College we got South Alabama. Go Jags. Yeah, they had their first scrimmage last Saturday. Uh, they seem to be making progress as they go. They still have not named a starter at quarterback yet. It's between. Uh, Desmond Trotter, who's been a part-time starter the last couple of years there, and also Carter uh, Bradley, who is a transfer from Toledo. We're expecting that that announcement will be made sometime this week. If you had uh, to pick. So who, I was going to say, who do you think it's going to be? I believe it's going to end up being Bradley. Okay. Uh, at the last scrimmage, he had a better performance. Now, Trotter has done well, and there's been a lot of days at practice, from what I'm told by others, uh, when I'm not there, is that that Desmond has, has won a lot of those right. practices. So he's been right there. It's, it's been a tight deal. But I was, if I had to guess right now, I would say Bradley is is a guy. He has a stronger arm. Uh, he has a little. I, I want to say he has a little more experience than Des uh, on the field, sort of thing. So and that that's a very key position, obviously, for any yeah. football team, but certainly. For this year's team. Right. Um, and before we got about a minute and a half left before we go, just just give us one high school football matchup this week that you're looking forward to the most. Wow. There's a lot of them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the UMS at St. Paul's game. Uh, really? It's not a regional game uh-huh. uh, because they, you know, reclassification and everything, but it's always such a big rivalry. And the all-time record in that thing is like 22 and 21. Right. So it's, it's been very competitive. It's been very equal through. And I think that's a big game for, for both schools. Uh, Ham Barnett, it'll be his first game as head coach right. for St. Paul's. And, of course, Terry Curtis is going into his 24th year uh, as head coach at, at UMS this year. So uh, always a good matchup there. Plus, I mean, these are schools that have won just right. in recent years. Since Terry Curtis has been there, UMS has won eight state championships. And since, I think, 2007, St. Paul's has won five. So it's a good matchup. But there are a lot of good games out there this week. So Fo- you a good one in, in that Man, game. football is back. It's, it's, it's great. The greatest three words in the English language, football is back. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the third and final segment of this week's Lagnapod. Stick around. Hero Sports Bar and Grill now open seven days a week at both locations. Ask about our new hot wings, the Singapore Sting and the Nature Boy. Come have a clipper at Heroes, Mobile's own since 1998. 
Heroes Sports Bar and Grill now offers curbside seven days a week. Call 433-HERO for Dolphin Street or 341-WING for Hillcrest. Try our kick-ass spinach and crawfish dip. And thanks for supporting Heroes, a Mobile original since 1998. And we're back with the third and final segment of Lagnapod. Uh, we, we, you know, we go back and forth between whether this is a new segment or a wacky segment. And I don't think it's going to get any wackier than it ever has before when we talk to these two gentlemen about why, why, they, why they chose to come to Mobile and, and what they're doing here. They're just a couple of nuts from uh, northern-ish Alabama. So, uh, so let's let's get talking to our two newest reporters. We got we got Brady Petrie and we got Kyle Hamrick. So uh, you guys met Brady if you're an a uh, regular podcast listener. You guys you guys talked to Brady last or heard from Brady last week. But let, let's talk a little bit more about uh, to Brady about and I'll, and I'll start Brady. What do you you've been here what a week and a half two weeks? It, it I think you finally got a day where it didn't rain. What did you <laughs> what did you like? What do you what do you think of Mobile so far? I love Mobile so far. Um, granted, last week uh, I did mention that it has rained every single day that we have been down here. But you're right. I did get a day uh, full of sunshine. Of course, the heat index was around 110, it felt like. so. <laughs> Man, uh, you can't. Get... You know, you're just being too picky. you <laughs> got to have one or the other. You can't. You can't, you can't have your cake. You can't have it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, what we, my fiance and I love it down here. We've been down here for uh, three weeks now. Uh, and we both love it so much. She started her first uh, day of class in physical therapy school at South. So she's, we're both getting into the full swing of things finally. And so there for the first couple of weeks, we were just sitting on our couch, eating food, watching whatever shows we wanted to and doing a bunch of nothing. So this has been nice. Nice change of pace. I, I heard it was The Bachelorette you were watching. One of us was watching The Bachelorette. Uh, I, I, I'll let you figure out which one of us it was. <laughs> Brady, you don't have to lie. You like The Bachelorette. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Bachelorette it's, watcher. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's captivating television. A bachelorette, 90 Day Fiance. You know, that's, that's absolutely my speed. What, uh, what kind of things you like to do, Brady? What, what are your favorite things? Uh, I'm a big sports guy. Anytime there's a sport on television, baseball, basketball, football, it doesn't matter what it is, I'm watching it. Um, I'm an avid reader, love music, uh, going to concerts, uh, things like that. Um, pretty laid back. Don't do uh, anything high adrenaline based. I'm not a big uh you know, a motocross guy. I'm not a big, uh, never, never no. been skydiving. Yeah, I know. It's shocking if you know me. Yeah, it's absolutely shocking. Uh, but no, for the most part, just laid back, enjoy sports and, uh, kick it back. I much. want to stop you right there because okay. I, I actually have an interesting story about skydiving. Okay. Um, I know it doesn't look like it, but I've actually been skydiving before for a friend's bachelor party back when I was probably about your age. Wow. Keep go? in mind, he's what, 24, 25? 25. You're 25. This, so this was eight for me was a, what, fifth? Who, 15 years ago? Roughly, no, I'm not 40 yet, but pretty close, pretty close. It was 13, 12, 13 years ago up in, um, uh, somewhere up in Tennessee. Uh, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Really? Uh, it really, you ever had the dream that you're, you've been like falling? Yes. Yeah. It felt a lot like that, but in but in like IRL, like in real life. It was it was really an interesting experience. I was terrified, but I'm glad I did it. So I know you're not a big adventure sports guy, but I, I highly recommend at least going skydiving once. I think if you go more than once, you're you're playing with fate. Right. Yes. Right. You're playing <laughs> with fate. I don't know if I would do it. But the story I want to tell too is we were in this rickety plane. 
it I swear it was duct taped together in this rickety plane and the the pilot was eating a subway sandwich on his lap while he's driving us <laughs> flying us in a circle up 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 just chomping away at a subway sandwich and I'm like man well, you that's know, the key when you fly, it, right? If, yeah. if, if like the flight attendants and the pilots seem calm and they're just chilling and everything, that's supposed to be kind of I don't calm know. I, I don't know, man. Feeling. Like I, to me, it was to me it was like if I don't get out of this plane, it's going to crash anyway, so I might as well jump. <laughs> uh, but that was that was my takeaway. Anyway, I loved I love skydiving and I highly 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 recommend it. So so going back to that, um, you kind of talked about sports. You're a Braves fan, He's a baseball card collector, baseball card. Collector. You love baseball yes. cards, okay. absolutely. Fun fact: uh, one of the first week. I was down here. I actually sold a couple of baseball cards and met up with a guy uh, over in Fairhope. Actually, yeah. and sold some cards. So yeah, big, big baseball guy. Um, huge Braves fan. Been a Braves fan my entire life. And you have um, a fiance. And you asked you asked me earlier when we were at lunch together for for marriage advice. Marital advice. Yes. Here's here's another mar- marriage advice thing for you, and just be on the lookout for when you get married. When you're officially married, and there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Those baseball cards are going to end up in the back of the closet, <laughs> in a garage somewhere when you get a house. Right. So don't expect them to – I don't know where they are now, but well, I have a feeling they're going to take a back seat. Well, see, lucky for me, she's already fully embraced the baseball card collector oh. aspect. I've just got to find a way to keep the statements where she sees how much I've spent on baseball cards <laughs> out of her hands where she cannot see it. So as long as I take care of that aspect of it, I think I'll be okay. Well, you seem you seem like a lucky man, and we are – Absolutely. We are very, very, very happy to have you. Real quick, you got about, I'll give you about 40 seconds. Uh, where, tell us a little bit about where you're from yeah, and, uh, and kind of your experience. Yeah, so I hail from northwest Alabama, a little town called Russellville. Uh, if you're a high school baseball fan, you've probably heard of it. Um, a lot of recent success there. Uh, I worked as the executive editor of the Franklin Free Press, which is a weekly publication there in Franklin County. Uh, it goes out to about 10,000 or so homes. Uh, and also served as the sports editor for the paper as well. So I covered. Uh, I wasn't on Tommy's level of covering thirty some odd schools. No one is. No one is. No one's on Tommy's <laughs> level. But uh, love that area. Born and raised there. Um, and yeah, that's how I got started in the newspaper industry, and it's led me to here. So. All right, and then just real briefly, I'll let everybody know. I, I think we haven't really squared everything away, but I think you're going to be covering at least South Baldwin. And and the the Mobile County school system, education I believe. Beat, right. So you'll be on the education beat. So anybody with tips about education, about South Baldwin, or really anything in between, uh, it's uh, it's Brady at LanyetteMobile dot com. Just uh, hit him up, Absolutely. and uh, you know he's uh, if he's like me, he's always grateful for tips without a doubt. So let's uh, so let's help him out there. Uh, moving on, uh, we've got Mr. Kyle Hamrick who uh, who is the only person at this table who has a master's degree. So we won't make too, mean too, much. too much fun of about him being a nerd. <laughs> it means something. But, uh, but, but Kyle, <laughs> but Kyle, again, tell us, uh, you've been in Mobile a little bit less time than Brady, but tell us, tell us what you think of the city so far, the area. Well, Dale, I'm loving it very much. It's a, it's a very nice to be, closer to the beach and some large body of water than I ever have in my entire life. Coming from a small kind of a mining town in the middle of North where Central were you from? Alabama. Uh, it's actually called Corner. The corner of where? It is Hey-o! it is well that well that's that's funny actually because it is called Corner because it is at the corner of three counties. Stop Blunt, it. Blunt, Jefferson and Walker. So. Stop it. 
just up in the middle of nowhere. There's no post office, but there, but there's a school. And that's where I learned how to write with, with just one R. And, uh, <laughs> which I guess there is just one R in write. So moving right, moving right along. I'm going to let you bury yourself with that comment. <laughs> yes, uh, We've uh, clearly hired only the best. So you, wait, and you're uh, fresh out of uh, University of Tuscaloosa, right? Yes. The Excuse of, you. Of Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Put oh, some. Sorry. You better put some Paul, spec Paul, on that Paul name. Paul Bear Bryant College. Uni- University what of Alabama. Tuscaloosa. No, no, no. It's just University of Alabama or or the university. We'll take the university or the capstone. Too. That's or the perfect. capstone. Okay. Capstone yes. makes it sound more okay. elegant than it actually is. But Brady got his master's at Alabama. I mean, I'm sorry. Kyle got his master's at Alabama. Brady, Brady, Brady is also an Alabama lane, fan. Yeah. <laughs> You're outnumbered, Scott. Yeah. You get your Georgia self out of here. Yep. Uh, mm. t- so you, you're from Corner. Uh, what got you? What got you into journalism, man? Well, growing up. You know, my my parents placed a huge huge emphasis on, on reading, but even when I wasn't reading, I was listening to people talk. Mm-hmm. So just grew up in an atmosphere that was rich in stories, and I and I loved you know being able to know the most, know know the most good stories, know the most juicy stories, and to be able to tell them well. So that really got me in got me into it. I was actually a history major in my undergrad, which you know that was just full of stories of dead people so it was a little bit different (laughs) and now i have to get into writing about people that are still alive sometimes yeah and you know but it's the same thing you know you gotta write well and you gotta find a good story and that's what i'm here to do and and like brady you're covering a portion of baldwin county too we're gonna we're we're gonna tentatively have you on the eastern shore beat Mm -hmm. uh so anybody with uh tips for the goings-on of the eastern shore um, please reach out to Kyle. He just, he just finished. I mean, he's working, you're working on a county commission story right now that will yes. come out by the time this podcast airs, it'll probably be out. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but it's Kyle at lanyatmobile.com, correct? Is your email address? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So, send so just send on any tips you got to him. Uh, at, on behalf of Rob and Ashley who aren't here today, I want to say, we are very happy to have both of you. You're doing a fabulous job, uh, so just keep it up. And um, and I just I can't wait for you guys to see Mardi Gras. It's uh, it's going to be a blast. Sorry, that's the whole reason I moved down here. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Who who doesn't? The king cakes, delicious. <laughs> the beer flows, and we have a good time. Anyway, on that note. We'll, we'll call it an end to this week's Lagnapod. Um, and uh, we will uh, we will be back next week with a new issue with a new episode and hopefully everybody is here. It's gonna be a crowded room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hot in here already too. So on that note, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. The Lagnapod is a something extra publishing production. Executive producers are Rob Holbert and Ashley Charles. Music is by Some Pulse Sounds and Electra Animals. Only subscribers like you have access to this podcast. Tell your friends they can sign up at my.lanyapmobile.com. For advertising opportunities, please call 251 450 4466.